right, everybody, welcome back to the Comedy Castle podcast. I am Joel Fragameni. Got a great interview for you today with Ryan Kelly, one of the most, I, I'm going to say one of, you know, you never want to say absolute, but most interesting comedians that I've talked to. He's got quite a life. He's a young man, and uh, he's done lots of things that he'll tell you about, and I think it's fascinating, and it's what can I? I'll get more into that in a second, but uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a strange uh, week. We're dropping the show on Labor Day weekend when the club is closed, so people can go to Arts, Beats, and Eats over their Labor Day weekend in Royal Oak. So uh, there is there are no shows uh, this week as I'm posting this on Friday or Saturday, uh, but the club will be open here first week of September. We'll tell you who's coming uh, there. Uh, but uh, also, let's talk a little bit about what I did last night as I'm recording this. The Advanced Comedy Class Showcase. Great job by my students of the Advanced Comedy Class. Super fun shows. I know a lot of people uh, felt like the, it all came together at the end there in the Advanced Comedy Class. That's what we like. We like for them to feel that, uh, you know, oh, I worked on these things. I took the suggestions and things that I learned in the comedy class and I made it to the stage and put it all out there and uh, it was super fun thanks to everybody for showing up for that one if you did uh, and there is another advanced comedy class starting up september 16th on saturday there at 12 30 call the club at 248-542-9900 if you'd like to be a part of that that's again for people who have done our beginner 101 comedy class or have a little bit of experience in comedy you can take the advanced comedy class uh Filling up quickly for that September 16th. Got to let you know about that. Filling up quickly. And if you want to do a beginner class, again, same number there, 248-542-9900. And uh, they'll tell you when those classes start up with Bill Bouchard. So if you want to get started in comedy, you can do that one. It's super fun. So that was a great night. But let's talk a little bit more about it next week. We do have the uh, 101 Comedy Class Showcase. They're finishing up. They're graduating on September 6th, Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. And then Ryan Kelly comes in. It's, again, three headliners this week. This is an unusual week. Ryan Kelly, the fellow you'll be hearing from shortly, is uh, going to be there at 7.30 on September the 7th. That's a Thursday. Friday, September 8th, a single show at 7.15 p.m. Uh, then we've got Kev Herrera coming in. Uh, Kevin's uh, a New Yorker. And, uh, yeah, I, I liked his clip that we've been playing in front of the show. Kevin's funny. So uh, Kev Herrera, that'll be Saturday night for one show at 7 p.m. And then Sunday, September 10th, Steve Hofstetter returns at 7 p.m. You guys may know Steve as the guy who destroys the hecklers in the crowd. He destroys them. <laughs> 7 p.m. September 10th for Steve. Now, here's the thing, and I, I, I probably shouldn't. I'm cursing myself and this show by saying this. But I believe next week my interview is going to be with Steve Hofstetter. So stay tuned. Uh, middle of next week, we'll be talking to Steve. Yeah, that's the plan. I got a lot of questions about Steve. <laughs> Are there plants? <laughs> I asked that question of, uh, of Kevin Lapine last week. If you listen to him, the hypnotist who, who's coming in a few weeks. And I said, Are there plants? Are there? And he said, No. And he had good reason for it. 
Are there plans for Steve Hofstetter? Are these hecklers plants that he's destroying? I'm going to ask. I don't know that we're going to get an answer, but I am going to ask. I'm going in there. I'm doing it. <laughs> Steve Hofstetter will be on the show next week. But let's talk about Ryan Kelly, our guest for this week. I mean, what? like I said, one of the most interesting dudes. He's done so much uh, in his young career. An actor. He's been a costumed character at Disneyland. You'll hear that story about how he ended up there. You'll hear about him uh, uh, doing shows where Jay Leno asked to open. You'll hear that story. Um, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, five million followers on TikTok. He tells me about what that's like and how he got started and, and, and what really pushed him uh to the next level as far as a social media star. Um, he's got sleep disorders. They're fascinating. Again, a lot of this stuff is going to be in his jokes when you come to the club next week on September 7th and 8th to see him. But, I mean, he survived a plane crash. <laughs> I brought that up. And he's also known as a guy who is taking down online scammers, cyber criminals. Comedian Ryan Kelly is coming for you. So uh, this is a really good interview because Ryan has Michigan roots. He'll tell you how he, where he went to college in the state of Michigan. A real smart dude. He works clean. He tells you why he works clean. We get into some uh, nuts and bolts about the psychology of comedy and stuff like that. It's a really great interview. He's, he's super fun to talk to, and I think those shows are going to be a lot of fun. So get your tickets there. Um ComedyCastle.com. That's the place. All right. With that said, I think I've built it up enough. Let's throw it over. And also, the way I started this interview, it's just going to fade in. We were talking. It was interesting. Let's listen to it right now. Here's me with Ryan Kelly. All right, Ryan. I don't know. I feel like we're doing the interview now. Right? Yes. Are we doing okay. the interview what? now? <laughs> we totally can are you already recording i'm ready to go i'm recording um, but you know i just sometimes i like to give an intro but i i mean i and i think this this goes to uh uh the research i've done on you is you've done so much in your young life and you continue to do so much uh that you know for you to know about uh soap opera stars at the comedy club uh, right. That's just another <laughs> thread for TikTok or something. I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I, absolutely. You know what? It feels like it always is. There, there's always always something to be learned and always something to add it somewhere. You know, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> you have not been on a soap opera. No, no. You know what? That I haven't <laughs> taken the time to really get into. Um, <laughs> but you're a young man. That could happen, though. Right. Hey, you know, I'm hoping so. Maybe we can find a way to sneak that in between. <laughs> stand up and cybersecurity and whatever we're working yeah. on, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to know where to start, but let's start here. Uh, I was listening to the uh, story, watching actually, I guess, uh, your first day of drinking as a young man, 21 oh. years old. You wait, and that's in Michigan. Tell people about that. Where in Michigan? Where does this happen? Yeah, so I went to school in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah I, went to, uh, I went to Calvin College, oh. uh, which I think is still ranked as one of the top 10 non-party schools. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I, I'm from Missouri. I was the reason why I go by youth pastor Ryan online is because I look like one. It's unfortunate <laughs> for everyone involved. Um, uh, and 
I, uh, yeah, I, I ended up waiting until I was 21 to drink. I just couldn't find, like, bring myself to yeah. break the law. And then, uh, and so I went, I was going to go out. It was a Monday. And my, I called my mom, as you do. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to go out with me because, you know, it's Monday and everybody was drinking the weekend before. And she was like, oh, well, I'm getting your grandma and we're coming. <laughs> and they drove eight and a half hours from St. Louis to Grand Rapids. Wow. And we, there was this biker dive bar that <laughs> I used to perform clean improv comedy out of. And I have no idea why these bikers <laughs> loved it. Yeah. Um, but there were dudes that would come in in like full, like studded armor, pretty much for like riding, and they just sit there and be super sweet, and like they'd laugh, and it was, it was, they were awesome. But that night we went to that bar, and that's where I, I had my first couple drinks, and the bartender was having a great time, just <laughs> trying to drop me, and man, did she! Um, I, I was drinking with my grandma. It was my grandma who all of a sudden decided, you know, let's bring Jaeger into this, which I've never. <laughs> Oh, I've never drank Jaeger since. Um, but every time I do, I think, oh, grandma, you know, I just see it. And I'm like, oh, sweet memories. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was uh, it was great. I got KO'd. My grandma drank me under the table. Oh my goodness. Um, and it was it was a great night. It was a really <laughs> great way to kick off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, hey, if you got to do it, might as well have grandma there and. uh and I can't yeah, exactly. I've never got drunk with my grandparents. I can honestly say that. Right. Uh, uh, let me tell you, it's an experience. Also, <laughs> it was, I had a buddy there who was, uh, you know, he he was an illicit substance dealer. Let's go with that. Oh. Um, uh, and he he uh, he was he was a great dude, but he he thought my grandma was so cool. He just gave her free drugs. Oh wow! And I was like, what the hell is <laughs> happening? <laughs> Grandma didn't take the drugs, though, did she? No, apparently Grandma flushed the drugs. I only heard about that two years afterwards. Um, and she was like, Ryan, I've got a guilty secret that I need to tell you. And this was my 86-year-old grandmother. Yeah. who was like, what? <laughs> what is happening? Well, I'll tell you, that's a great story. You're full of, you know, that's one of the things about going into, and I'm like, man, there's just so much this guy. I mean, where do you even start? I don't know. I'm sure some of this is in uh, the act that you're going to do for us next week at the club. But um, I mean, well, so let's just talk about just in general, because it sort of is a theme of this show as I interview the acts coming in social media. You're I mean, you're a, as big as you can get, I would say, on social media, right on TikTok. Five million uh, yeah. people follow you on TikTok. That's crazy. You know, I appreciate that. It is funny, though, because, you know, since I, I work in this industry, I know a ton of different people that, yeah. like, have blow my follower count <laughs> out of the water. So I'm like, when, when you say it's the biggest, I'm like, oh, God, I hope not. I, um, I don't I know. Well, look, um, but what was the thing that when it when did you know it was big? Like, what was the video that went crazy? Why did people discover you? What What do you think that was? I had two that happened back to back. Mm -hmm. And I remember being at a party. I had just posted a video and uh, and I go, I think I'm going viral. And they were <laughs> like, what do you, what do you mean? And I was like, I and I closed my phone and I opened my phone and the video had gone up by like 80,000 views in like wow. three minutes. And it was like I had I had a video of me where I look like and it's true. I do. I um, uh, I, I look like my uh, my best friend's wife, which is very weird. <laughs> um, uh, 
And and he we had been best friends for over a decade, so I don't know. Maybe he's got a type, I guess. Oh wow! Um, uh, and everyone went, "Yes, that is exactly it." I actually reposted that video recently, and it got like 10 million views on Instagram. So apparently, people still think we look alike. Oh, wow! Um, and uh, and then I had a video where I got pulled over dressed as Spider Man. I did see I, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and that was the one that I was like, "Oh, this is popping off, popping off," and it was. <laughs> There were crazy growth spikes after that. And yeah, I started in October. I hit my first million by February. Wow. And and then we've just been moving since then. You know, there's been ups and downs. TikTok, obviously, the landscape has changed. I still do my same storytelling-based, uh, you know, comedy or, mm. or just kind of like entertainment. And yeah, since then, we actually just hit a million on Instagram yesterday. And so it's been it's been great. And it's weird the things that will do better on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube that are all completely different. It's, yeah. it's so fast, the landscape. Yeah, it is. Uh, and that's why as, as I learn more about it from talking to these creators and these comics and, you know, everybody's sort of got their own, uh, I guess, theory on how it works. And nobody really knows. It's kind of this weird alchemy of things that come mm -hmm. together uh, in stories. And then... Um, you know, because the one thing I was fascinated, and I'm, I think this is based upon my research, uh, I, I, this has been turned into a special, but you were in a plane crash. Yes. Yeah, so that is um, that that special. I actually got the first cut of it recently yeah. and filmed that in March. And yeah, so that 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 special is called How to Survive Plane Crashes. And uh, I've had a lot of things in my life that have tried to kill me. It's been really <laughs> weird. And, and I make the joke that, you know, I'm like, even though I go by Youth Pastor Ryan, ethnically, I'm Jewish. Um, uh, which nobody ever sees coming because I, I look like I was on the wrong side of history. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I always joke that I'm like, man, so many things have tried to kill me like that. Like, and most of them have nothing to do with me being Jewish, which is very strange. Um, uh, I, uh, so yeah, I've, I've survived, uh, the plane crash. We had that emergency landing and, and when we hit, it was just aggressive and we flew back into Newark and that was startling. And, and, and then I had, uh, I went skydiving twice. And on the second time, my parachute didn't open right. Oh, man. We actually had on video. Um, uh, of it, it just crumpled and, and I, I was literally going tandem with the, the instructor yeah. who pulls and goes, Oh shit. And I was like, that's the last <laughs> thing you want to do. Exactly. Hear. Oh my God. Yeah. And then, uh, just a couple months ago, I was in Dubai doing the Dubai comedy festival and I went scuba diving in the deepest pool in the world. It's 180 feet deep. Um, it's, um, it, it used to be the Sheikh's cousin's private pool, apparently. Oh, wow. And like, cause they just got wild money there. And so I'm, I'm underwater. I'm about 50 feet underwater. I am in a cave playing foosball cause they essentially sunk a city. And <laughs> I, uh, that's when my tank ran out of oxygen because oh, wow. it had been leaking and none of us knew. And so I, you look up, there's ceiling. You can't even please straight up. And thankfully the way that we were hooked up scuba wise, normally you can just grab somebody else's like extra oxygen, but that mm -hmm. wasn't the way our setup was. It was hooked around our necks. So we had to choose to give if we were in trouble. And thankfully my, uh, my instructor like a hundred percent saved my life by tossing me his quickly taking his, and then he checked mine. And he was like, yeah, you're, you're out. Mm -hmm. out. Um, and he'd never seen that before in, in like the years he'd worked there. And it was like, Oh, good. So apparently I'm not allowed above ground <laughs> or below water. I, I'm, I'm I've got a pretty limited scope to be honest. <laughs> That's like a real life video game, right? You're you're out of oxygen yeah. and you have to get to the surface. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How are you gonna do it? Um, 
you know what? It's funny. There is a Call of Duty like raid that essentially you have one oxygen tank. And you're supposed to split it between oh the three God. people playing. And it's funny. I was doing it with some friends recently. I was like, I got to be honest, guys. This is stressing me out more than it probably <laughs> should. Um, <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Dubai. Uh, they let you. Yeah. They let you. They just go. Hey, you're a comedian. Here's a scuba tank. Is that the idea? You know what's funny is I actually. So I'm scuba dive certified, oh, and okay. I, I just do it with some friends and so we went to do it um and and i i thought it was i thought it was fun i thought it was great but uh yeah it was it was definitely a thing where i was i was not expecting that to be uh, added to the comedy set and it, it did it made it in by the time we were done so good for that yeah <laughs> got got a bit out of it um <laughs> God, no, comics were always happy to just get a bit out of anything and you got a bit out of it you know like i was in the hospital over the summer and i was talking to some comics the other night they didn't see me you know since i was in and i'm fine now i'm getting better but they go they go oh you got a bit out of it at least it's like yeah that's not really what i was looking to get the audacity yeah. that we all have and i feel like yeah. every time a comic is like oh man Something really bad's going on my in my life. We're always like, but it'll be funny. Yeah, like, it'll be, good for the show. It'll be good. Put it in the show, man. I get yeah. so much, so many places to go with you here. Let's talk about your sleep disorders. That's crazy stuff, man. I was hearing those stories. Oh my god, yeah. So I have I've had sleep issues since I was like a really young kid, and uh, like weird nightmares that turned into like I have. So essentially, the top five are I have insomnia, sleep paralysis, night terrors. Oh, I guess it's top four. Insomnia, sleep paralysis, nightmares, and I sleep sprint. Wow. I don't sleep walk. I literally am. I am doing my best Olympic impersonation during my night times, and it's. I don't know why it happens. I honestly think that it has to do with like the night terrors causing my body to get moving. Wow. But I have woken up sprinting during college. I actually, I was, I, I so I lived in Michigan, and I lived <laughs> in the sunroom of our house. Which you can imagine, that was a nightmare. Yeah. Um, when nine months out of the year, it was just frigid. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've got mostly windows. But at one point, I had a night terror. I wake up and I'm sprinting through our house. So I am already in the kitchen by the time I wake up. I'm bleeding because I ran into like the hook on our door. Wow. And then I just run in and I, I pretty much just jump onto our buddy, John, who had slept on our couch all the time. And I go, John, 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 because I was just in a panic. I didn't know what to do. And he woke up just briefly, but he was still kind of dazed and he goes, what's going on? <laughs> and then that's what kind of like brought me back to reality. Yeah. And I just go, oh, nothing, just go to, go to bed, go to bed. And so he went back to sleep and the next morning he just goes, I had the weirdest dream about you, Ryan. And I didn't have the heart to tell him. So I just was like, <laughs> that's crazy, man. Like that's insane. Yeah, so even he couldn't <laughs> believe it. Yeah, exactly. None of us could. And I didn't know how to explain that. So I just, you know, made him feel insane and I, I feel bad for that i've told him since then but yeah. my god uh <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it because i know uh you you're probably aware of this but if people you know, mike berbiglia did that whole movie and special about yeah. sleepwalking and that was insane that was crazy he definitely has it to such a an extreme degree and god i love I love that movie. I love Sleepwalk with Me. Yeah. I love his specials on it. And yeah, no, I, I love Mike's stuff. Yeah, Mike's fantastic. He's he played our club back in the day. Really? Oh, That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, you guys are a great run to do. So I mean, mm. I'm 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 stoked to finally be able to get out and get to get to perform. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't, uh, take some time to look around the hallways. You'll see lots of cool pictures. Just tons of people going back to 1979. 
Wow. I love, I love history and, and like the, the stories behind what we do. So I, I am going to be excited to see that. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, and then what else? We, I mean, I, I saw, I was watching one of the YouTube videos where you're following Jay Leno. <laughs> yeah. How that does that was, happen? So you're booked man, for the show. I gotta say, I, th- so that was insane. First off, uh, like, I I couldn't believe so essentially what had happened is I was getting ready it was the very first special so this was probably a year and a half ago um uh, called girlfriends and girlfriends it's the first night I'm getting ready to test it the show is sold pretty well I'm stoked um and then I get a text from the booker who just goes hey man uh Jay Leno wants to open for you is that okay <laughs> and and my very first thought is like is there a different Jay Leno <laughs> like I mean like there's there's no way it's the guy. Yeah. And I, I literally emailed him. I was like, which like not the <laughs> one. Right. And he goes, no, 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 the, the Jay Leno. And he goes, yeah, he's just, he just is testing like some material and wants to do a shorter set. And so he's, he's totally willing to open for you. And I was like, that is <laughs> the most insane thing I've ever had happen to me. And actually he's, he's done it. I want to say two or three times now is a super wonderful guy. I always, you know, say that my favorite part about, uh, perform with Jay Leno is the green room because he will, you know, I always love asking him stories and he loves to tell, you know, stories that you could only get from Jay Leno, yeah. like with Rodney Dangerfield or like all these just people. I mean, you host The Tonight Show, you know, everybody. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and it, him and his wife are just so sweet. And he was just such a cool guy. It was it was a really neat experience. Um, one of my favorite moments that I've ever had is when Jay Leno at one point was like he looked over because he was testing new material. And he goes, he says the thing and he goes, Hey, is that funny? And I was like, dude, you, you can't be asking me for tips. Like, like you're, you're, you're one of the greatest of all time. I don't think I, I can even have an opinion. Yeah. Well, uh, that's, but that's why he's one of the greatest of all time is that he's getting that feedback. He's not going yeah. out on stage with an ego about how funny he is. He's making, he's testing it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that, that is an important thing is like at the end of the day, you just, and it's funny, whether it be with my girlfriend or, or with anybody that like, you know, my parents are always like, oh, but I don't do comedy. And it's like, yes, but you know what's funny, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so it's super important to test it with everybody. And don't get me wrong, sometimes you get answers you don't like, but um, it's, it's always important to kind of gauge from a whole bunch of different perspectives what's important there. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I teach comedy class at the Comedy Castle and I always say you got to run it by the audience because. You know, it's not about your set is not about what you think is funny and you don't care if people laugh. It has to be that intersection of what you care about, what's important to you and what they find funny. And it's not you know, you're not going to be successful just going up there going. This is I think this is a riot. Yeah, no, I totally I agree. I love that you teach comedy classes. And gosh, I could talk about the, the, the science behind comedy so, so much because it's just it's so fascinating. The idea that even, you know, the people that are getting into comedy, you need to realize how people see you. You know what I mean? Yes, like I what, talk about what, that. Yeah. Yeah. The way that I go by Youth Pastor Ryan and I'm 100 percent clean. And the reason why is because nobody expects me. Nobody likes to see this face do a square or a swear word. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, okay. it, sure. It makes people uncomfortable and things like that. And so I found out really early on that it's like I do a. You know, I, I go clean because that's what people kind of expect. But also there's a way to be subversive with that with innuendo and sure, things yeah. like that to, to shock. And, but it's it's just a fun. I don't know. I, I love the the art and the science behind it. The psychology behind comedy is so fascinating. Yeah, I talk about I talk about playing into your type or playing against type. What is the 
you know, which they can both be funny and you can go from one to the other. Um, you know, saying what the, what is the audience thinking? If you say that they'll laugh, it's just the way it works. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's so fantastic and, and so much fun. And sometimes it's, it's leaning into what they do think or that Anthony Jeselnik has the greatest, I, I think, pull aways <laughs> of not what you expect. Yeah, it's it's just he's such a good, good writer for that. Um, I also love like Dimitri Martin. And personally, I, I feel like every comic, whether you're a storyteller or a one liner, you respect the hell out of the guys that do the other. Yeah. You know, right. And seeing those guys do one liners like that, I uh, it just impresses me to no end. You need a lot of one liners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you do. You can fill that seven minutes with one liners when you start now. But when you got to do that hour. Oh, that impresses me. Yeah. The memory of them, because a lot of my stuff is, you know, storytelling based and it, it ends up having a good flow to it most of the time i keep it chronological and that's just helpful because it's just like hey remember this part of life mm-hmm. um but those guys I, I i can't even fathom how you're putting that together well what was your route to the stand-up stage i know you have an improv background an acting background i know you did these costume character things where's that all how do you end up on a stand-up stage you know, I, uh, it's, well, you know, clear, clearly you just do enough things that life is telling you, you might want to go talk to someone about this and therapy expensive. So, uh, um, no, I, um, uh, I, I did do improv. I started out with, mm-hmm. uh, improv comedy, uh, in, in like middle school, high school. Um, it was just something that I needed to kind of connect with people. I always wanted to be doing these type of things. I started doing voices when I'd play video games. I was not a particularly social kid, but I was able to mimic these things and, and have fun with that. Um, so it was kind of a really good outlet and, and it put me in with the weird kids, which was very convenient for me because I was the weird kids. Yeah. Uh, but it was really wonderful. And I loved improv so much. I've, I've been trained to pretty much every improv theater, you know, before okay. many of them closed down to COVID, but um, across the country and just loved it. However, you're never going to make money with that if yeah. you're not the top four guys, which is, you know, <laughs> Wayne, Wayne, Ryan, Colin and, and Drew. So yeah. that's a uh, um, so I started doing stand up in college because I actually went to college and I wanted to make my college's improv team. And there was a girl on that team who didn't like me just off the gate because I looked like an ex of hers. <laughs> I never, I never had a conversation with her and she just did not like me. And I was like, well, that's not fair. Um, <laughs> and so I realized that stand up was the only thing that I could truly control myself. Um, you know, it's the only thing that you have, you have this complete control over, which is both incredibly liberating and incredibly scary because you know if you bomb on stage well it's you yeah you know um ironically the first show i did is i did it out of a place called the funny bone in uh valley park missouri it no longer exists because it flooded and then (laughs) now it's turned into a church so youth pastor ryan started at a church um (laughs) which i think is hilarious um and yeah you know what the first night i got like two laughs and i was like that was fun that was, but I, I saw the, the math of comedy, yeah. you know, I saw the science behind how we're going to do this. And I just kept going back. And it's kind of like, I think that the way that people describe the video game, dark souls of like, you keep slamming yourself against a wall until eventually the wall breaks. <laughs> that kind of stand up. Yeah. You know, like, you keep finding, you keep in for my first year of stand up, I tested new material. I did an entirely new, either three to five minute set every show or like every open mic I got up on. Oh, wow. Cause I had to figure out what was, what is the hit for me? Mm-hmm. What is the angle? And I know that that's a huge struggle with a lot of comics is, yeah. you know, our voice finding what we do. And it's hard to, 
not mimic others, but instead find what makes you unique. And, and that's why I started doing that. So yeah, I started doing that at 19 uh-huh. and then I kept doing it. Um, you know, it's been, it's been ups and downs, but, uh, through it, but it was through TikTok and through Instagram. I had actually, while I was working at Disneyland, um, cause I did, <laughs> I worked at Disneyland. I was, yeah, I, I finished college with two college degrees. I, I moved out to uh, Los Angeles. And by the way, they weren't theater and musical theater. Everybody assumes that. <laughs> um, um, I have a business degree and an international relations degree and now a master's in Homeland Security. Oh, wow. And I do this, meaning something must have not gone well. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I moved out to L.A. I was a personal assistant for uh, for or honestly like a really bad guy. And, and any <laughs> comics going out into the industry, I always say, like, be very careful. Because yeah. like, especially... Dudes, you know, we, we don't we don't assume that we're going to be the victims. You know, we're always told, like, protect women and things like that. But it's like, hey, just to let you know that there's those people that will try to prey on you. Thankfully, I'm from the Midwest and <laughs> there's a few things that you can't that you that you can make me do that I don't want to. Yeah. So I was just like, no, but this guy was incredibly creepy. And so I quit that job and uh, I ended up doing accounting at Warner Brothers to really solidify the fact that I was Jewish. <laughs> and, uh, and after that, I uh, I started working at Disneyland. And while at Disneyland, I didn't have a ton of time to go up. I, I it was in Anaheim working there and I would have to drive up to Burbank to do this, host this open mic from this club that was just sweet enough to give me, it's Flappers Comedy Club. Yeah, okay, in, I'm aware like, of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they, um, they, they would give me food and they would, they would like treat me so nice while I was up there. I was just like, you know what, I'll keep driving up. But other times I didn't have time to get up to like open mics. And yeah. so I started posting to Instagram. And I was just essentially testing material through Instagram. Oh, that's buddy cool. of mine, yeah, it was fun, but it was poor reels. So there was no growth whatsoever, hmm. like at all. Um, and a buddy of mine named Casey Jones texted me and he said, Hey man, uh, I think you do really well on this app called TikTok." And I was like, never heard of it. it sounds <laughs> dumb. Like that'll never go anywhere. Yeah, never. The clock? And, uh, and so I posted my first video and it got 25,000 views within a day. And I didn't even know because Casey was the one who texted me and said, hey, man, you should check your TikTok. And it was the most views I had ever got on anything in my entire life. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, And so I started posting daily and I started posting like twice a day, even three times a day on certain things. And now I do only once a day, which is kind of a nice place to be at. But it's been really cool to see the growth. And and I'm so thankful to Casey, who definitely like that suggestion. (laughs) You know, like no question. All right, then when do you when do you start busting these scammers? What's how does that start? <laughs> so we're uh while I was Spider-Man at Disneyland, uh Disney had something called the Disney Aspire program, which is where they'll pay a hundred percent for your education, um, uh, including like books and stuff. I would say it's the best version of the military. You just get yelled at a lot more. <laughs> uh, uh but it's it's um yeah, you can go and you can get your college degree. And so I already had my two bachelors. And so I got a master's degree and they paid. So while being Spider-Man, I learned about actually stopping criminals, which I think is hilarious. Um, And I moved back to St. Louis, Missouri earlier this year. Um, LA is, you know, very pretty a lot of the times, but it's just not, it's too expensive. And since I'm touring a good amount, I'd rather leave from the center of the country. I'm so tired of flying Mm. from Los Angeles to Baltimore. I'm just done doing that. Um, So I, uh, I moved back and when I moved back, I got scammed uh, a oh, wow. company called Shipley, which I actually have to give full credit to the CEO. That guy was actually super responsive to me. And uh, I messaged him on LinkedIn about it. He ended up giving me my money back. Th- that guy was awesome. His customer service needs help, but that guy was cool. Um, 
they uh they set me up with a scammer and they didn't mean to but i got scammed of 712 dollars <laughs> and 50 cents and i was like you know what well you you know doing comedy i got time yeah you know what i mean like i work nights i've got free time and that was the biggest mistake they made by the end of the day i had their id i had their home address uh i had so much data their ip address whatever you wanted and so I called their local FBI office. Then I go, hey, would you guys mind picking this guy up? They scam me in a uh, in a carrier scam. And the FBI agent, I kid you not, just <laughs> goes, dude, I just got scammed in a similar way. I'm like, no. <laughs> That's not what you want to hear when the FBI agent is also getting taken advantage of. That's not yeah. good. Um, but, you know, everybody gets scammed in so many ways. And, and it, I post it to social media. And it... Uh, it blew up. It got millions and millions and millions of views. And I was like, wow. And it was crazy to me, the response of how many people have gotten scammed, you know, how many yeah. people, even if how you know, someone, everybody's got grandparents sure. or relatives, someone, when I moved home, I got my money back and I was, I was pretty stoked about that, which is rare. You don't normally get your money back, but then someone tried to scam my 79 year old aunt, Anne, mm. and, uh, her husband, my uncle Mike had died two years, or I guess a year and a half previously. And he'd always said, take care of Anne Ann. And I was like, you know what? I have all of the tools I need to do that. <laughs> and so it might not be my Anne Ann, but it might be somebody else's. And so I created a whole bunch of accounts based on my Uncle Mike. So it actually has, you know, some real substance behind mm -hmm. it. When people Google, it's this guy. And because many didn't know that he died and he, there wasn't a public obituary, it was like, perfect. And so I have since then started taking down as many scammers as I can. Yeah. And I've gotten over 3000 submissions from people saying, Hey, can you go after this? Can you go after this? And it's been really wonderful. It's, it's, it's honestly given me, you know, stand up is great because you get to make people feel good and forget about their problems. I love the yeah. cyber side of it because I get to make people feel good and fix their problems, yeah. you know? And I think being able to fuse the two with like funny cyber videos is just the perfect place for me. And it's brought a lot of joy. And yeah, so since then, shut down a, uh, got a, got a call center in India shut down. They were wow. pretty pissed about that. Um, uh, I, um, <laughs> uh, I've I managed to uh, use some of my tech skills to pull, you know, logins for people that have been impersonating celebrities. The Niall Horan one was probably my favorite because this guy was Googling things about Niall Horan. I managed to see his search history. Yeah, which, I, saw, I saw that story, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, that guy probably needs a wrist brace. He seems very lonely. Um, uh, and uh, other than that, though, yeah, I was able to, you know, accidentally stumbled upon catching a child predator, which was great just to be able to done. It turns out I'm not built for that at all. Mm. Um, I, I'm very thankful for the people that do deal with that. But yeah, and since then, just continuing to go after as many of these guys as possible. And oh. it's been it's been really great. It's been a really fun time. And also some of the things that you see in it are the funniest photoshops I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> I mean, hilariously embarrassing. I And it's just, it's great. But yeah, so that's uh, that's what I'm up to now. Yeah, that's great. Because when I, I did knew nothing about that, and I'm on your Instagram, like watching, and it's like, a, you know, you got the, the seagull joke, and that's funny, and I keep going, and I go, all right, when does, when like, whatever the story was about the scary bust, and I go, okay, when do, when does he let in that this is a joke? And I'm like, oh, it's not. You're, I, I, I did not know that going into it. So that really opened my eyes, and I went uh, went kind of deep on those stories. That's great stuff, dude. That That is really good. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And, you know, it's just, uh, 
it's brought a lot of joy and and that's been really nice and I, i'm just happy to get to do it and happy to contribute in some way and actually you know put the degree to use yeah, absolutely man do some good you know because comedy you know people go go comics yeah they sit around and smoke pot all day and play video games and then they work for an hour a night and you know whatever <laughs> it's you're doing good stuff in the meantime and that's really great to see I appreciate that. You know, it's, it is that I, I totally get what you're saying though, about like comics have this kind of view of like low art, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Especially like when we perform at like colleges, I always, you know, my agent always jokes that the difference between us and public speakers is uh, five times the rate, you know, like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's such a bummer, but it's like, you know what? I think that I'm hoping to shed light that like, I, I met a couple other comics that, and you know, I'm sure you have too. A lot of comics have very interesting backgrounds oh, yeah, and yeah. so being able to show that, like, I remember being on a cruise ship and I, I met a comic who had a, uh, he had his master's degree in <laughs> electrical and chemical engineering. I was like, yeah. holy cow. Yeah. Um, and so I just think it's nice to show a different side of it. You yeah. know, hey, we've got different capabilities. This is just something that we love to do and we want to share with you. you well, know? you're going to be sharing that next week at the Comedy Castle and uh, I'm going to be there. I'm so excited to see you. Looking forward to it. So. Uh, Thanks so much. I am stoked. I cannot wait. Um, I, I I just think we're going to have a ton of fun. I, I think it's going to be a great time. And I'm just happy to be back in Michigan. This is actually my first show back in uh, the lower part of Michigan. I was actually just at Bay College in the UP. Okay. And, oh, Michigan's nice. The left turns are still weird. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> we got a weird bunch of those, but yeah. Okay, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You go down Woodward and you're making those lefts. So you're, you'll be right up there. Yep. The Michigan lefts. It's, Michigan it's so left. <laughs> and you, you got uh, Michigan people, you know, that are coming out for you. You got some college friends or anybody from that side of the state. Uh, uh, you know what? I am. I do have some people that are especially like middle of the pack or like middle, like Traverse City and things like yeah. that. That are probably over. I'm going to see who I can draw from uh, from GR, but it's uh, yeah, it's a hike. I, but yeah. I actually do have some friends that I'm very excited to to see again that are that I know are coming out to the show, and I just uh, I'm just happy to be back in Michigan. <laughs> I'm stoked. Well, it's good to have you. Thanks for talking to me, Ryan. This was super fun, man. Oh, uh, you know, I had a great time. Thank you so much for calling, Joel. I appreciate it. You're very welcome, man. I'll see you next week, buddy. Sounds great. Okay. Thanks. Have a good one. All right. Later. I told you. There it is. He, he's done it all, man. He, he keeps doing it. And I, I, and I, like, you know, as part of research for this show, started following him on Instagram, found out that scam stuff, thought it was a joke, didn't know it was real that he was doing this, and... He has a degree in it, and I know all that now. I mean, unbelievable. Wow. So, like, I think I told him, I don't, I think I cut this out of the beginning, but, you know, when you do these interviews, you kind of have to cyberstalk these comics and figure out their whole life and all their material and what made them famous and all that stuff if you're not familiar with them. Uh, and, man, it is a deep well with Ryan Kelly. But come come to his shows. I think you're going to dig it. He's uh, he's done very well for himself, and he's a young guy. He could be the next big star. He could be your next big once-a-year headliner at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. That'd be terrific. We just had Scott Cease last week. He's another guy you're going to see lots of at our club because he's a killer. Uh, but come see Ryan this weekend. It's going to be a good time. Uh, let's wrap this up. Let you know to uh, uh, come back next week. We've got Steve Hofstetter. And like I said, big week next week with Ryan Kelly, Kev Herrera, Steve Hofstetter. Uh, again, we should have Steve on the show next week. And if you have any questions for Steve, you let me know. I'll ask him. I'm asking him the big question. I'm asking him the question everyone wants to know. That's happening. I'm doing it. 
<laughs> He'll probably hear this show and cancel. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. We'll catch you next week over at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Thanks a lot for listening. Bye-bye.